0: what's up everybody welcome back to the clap bomb podcast this is episode 10 we are filming on april 17th that's a saturday you might notice again we are all over the place with time but that is because i have to introduce you to someone very very special the co-host of the clap bomb podcast eli eli i uh you know i, I think we've talked about doing a podcast you know a couple times or or just we talk about hockey so much uh just you know whether we're playing xbox or whether we're in person, just we pretty much only talk about hockey and I know that the conversations we've had are definitely podcast worthy. So it was only reasonable to, uh, get you on here and, uh, you know, make you the co-host. So, uh, just, you know, as if you were a guest, just give the, uh, the audience a little info about yourself and, you know, what they're going to expect from Eli. Uh,
1: yeah. So I I've known Matt for a while. Um, we've, uh, been in school for, you know, forever. Uh I am 20, uh t- turning 21 pretty soon. I go to college. Um I'm uh, pre- uh, finish up, finishing up my junior year pretty soon. Uh like Matt Chicago fan, you know, from Chicago. Uh and uh yeah, I'm a math major, so and math with minor in statistics and computer science. So I do like the uh, statistics stuff, um but I'm not like a complete statistics junkie and and uh like everyone likes to uh meme about on like instagram and stuff but uh yeah so i'm excited to be here
0: yeah i'm i'm really happy to have you and eli the difference between me and eli is that we're both hockey fans and i think to an outside person they might look at me and go wow that kid's really into it and i would have to say no i think i'm just an average fan because i look at eli eli is I mean, obviously he's a math major, but he's really good with the numbers. And the thing about this podcast that really scares me is that there's probably going to be a lot of times that I say something wrong and Eli's going to fucking point, point it out. Because uh, Eli knows, I mean, just the most abstract things. He knows, you know, certain players' height. He knows their age. He knows <laughs> salaries. Like, and he's just really good with stats and numbers. So it's actually, it's, it's a blessing because, you know, Eli, um, you know, if I'm like trying to scramble for information, he might know it off the top of his head. But at the same time, he might make me look really, really stupid uh, in a couple of these moments. And obviously, uh, we're going to have different opinions on the Blackhawks. Um, so it's going to be an interesting little time we have here. But uh, no, it's a good thing that uh, your stats guy, I mean, I, I'm correct in that, in that assumption, right?
1: Uh, yeah, minor. But um, there's not really much within the math room besides teaching. And it's very diverse within just the, you know, this, this, um just the amount of opportunities i have so and uh as much as uh it's a far-fetched dream the you know if i could work for the hawks in some statistical manner that'd be you know pretty awesome but right uh yeah th- those are chicago you know i've looked into all the chicago sports and none of them are actually hiring uh stats intern. so wow, shocker. wow. But um, yeah but i i i'm not it doubts and you know gonna embarrass you i'm just i just follow accounts on instagram and stuff that you know i just up information right I, I doubt it's you know gonna embarrass you entirely. Uh, i don't know man you're <laughs> pretty good
0: with this stuff i don't know <laughs> um but yeah no uh I, I had a i had a thought coming and i totally just lost it um but you yeah, know eli is just every time there's something that i'm trying to figure out he just knows it or he's like right on the nose like every every time he just knows he's he's a hockey whiz uh definitely has a hockey a better hockey mind than i do um I mean, he's been in a hockey longer than I have too, so that's that's their thing. Um, but yeah, uh, to him, I'm a ser- I'm seriously just like an average fan. To him, he's like on this is other level. I <laughs> uh, also, yeah, I mean, you got the one. jerseys. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, you're, I got you're, like five. Hey, yeah, you four, got a flag? Five. You're 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 I got, I got a Chicago flag. Yeah, you're repping. They have a Blackhawks poster at home. I think that's that's about it. But I going to say, also, of- I'm
0: I'm liking Black the girl, facial boy. hair, man. I'm liking it.
1: Uh, it's it's a work in progress it's not quite filled in yet but uh i'm hoping i'm just giving it a couple more months but you know i'm not going anywhere so
0: right trust and me I can't don't, embarrass myself you don't need any more than that you don't want this face rug because trust <laughs> me like the only reason i have the face rug is because i look like i'm 12 without it so um but yeah no so today's episode it's going to be strictly trade deadline you know is it trade dead, deadline spectacular i guess i don't know if you want to call it that but uh we're going to cover you know basically just I think pretty much every trade that happened, you know, like April 9th ish and on. Um, and then, you know, uh, we'll go from there. We'll probably talk about some in depth a little bit more than others. And um, with our guests coming on in a second here, you'll understand which ones we're going to talk about more than others. Um, and then, you know, maybe we'll cover some of the smaller news stuff, but it is going to be, you know, a lot of trade stuff. So, um, you know, sit back, relax. We're going to bring our guests on. And again, welcome to the podcast, Eli. And it's gonna be a fun journey we're going on. Thanks, man. All right, guys. So now we're bringing on a familiar face to the podcast. We got Mario here. Good to have you back, man. You know, Mario. By the way, you uh, your episode was uh, still is our most viewed and listened episode. So uh, I don't know if that's like an accomplishment for you, but uh, yeah, you're <laughs> you're still the most viewed. So
2: uh, yeah, that's I, awesome.
0: So yeah, you know, like I said right before we brought Mario on, we're just gonna go into trade talks. Uh, there are twenty five, I believe that uh, have happened since the last episode. Um, So we're just going to get into it before I even get into that. Quick, quick little thing. A waiver pickup actually finally happened. Victor Mete of the Montreal Canadiens was picked up by the Ottawa Senators. Um, Not, you know, a huge move by any means, but um, with all the different players picked up on waivers this year, I mean, I just didn't think anyone was going to take a chance on Mete if they weren't going to take a chance on guys like, Goss Asperg, or Gusev. Uh, I don't know if either you two have any opinions on that. of uh, Gusev going, uh, not Gusev, if Mete going to the Senators before we go in any trade talks.
2: I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised Sweeney didn't pick up Mete. Um, okay. Well, because, I mean, you know, we lost that win game eight to one, and our defense was like AHL. So I was really surprised when he didn't just pick up Mete, or if there was another demon on waivers, I forget who, but um, yeah, I was really surprised he didn't pick him up, but I guess, I think he'll be a good fit in Ottawa, actually.
1: So UI? Uh yeah. I don't think he's anything gonna be anything that much special. Like he had the couple good years in London, but uh it, it obviously hasn't translated. Um and it took him how many games? Like hundred hundred something to get his first goal. Yeah. Um so obviously the offensive game is not gonna be there and you know, he's gonna probably going to be around fifteen points, but maybe he blossoms in Ottawa, you know, gets take some of a uh, Shabbat's 29 minutes per game. Cause that's, that's, you can't, I don't know if he's going to take that for the rest of his career as he's only what, 22, 21. But, um, yeah, maybe he blossoms. I, 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 I wouldn't expect much. So.
0: Eli, I swear to God, I'm going to look it up right now just to make sure. I want to see if you got the age, right. Cause like, this is this thing <laughs> again, this is the thing that yeah, he's 22. Like, dude, I don't, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought he's, I figured he was older or something like you just know this stuff, dude. It's so weird. Oh God, your hockey (laughs) mind. Anyway, so we'll go into the trade stuff now. Um, I'm going to jump around the list a bit. This isn't going to be completely in order. We're going to start with the biggest one. Um, Why not? The reason that Mario's even here, uh, because I wanted his opinion on this one. On April 12th at like 11 at night, for some reason, the Boston Bruins acquired forwards Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for forward Anders Bjork and a second round pick in the 2021 NHL draft. And Hall's only played three games and he's already worn every freaking Jersey that Mario has in the background. He's played three games. He's, <laughs> got, he's gotten I'll to wear cool. all of these already. Um, Mario, I'm going to let you take it away. Just your reactions, what you think, how he's looked,
2: just go ahead. Well, so, you know, I, at first I was, and even now I was actually blown. I was so excited to get Hall, but you know, I loved New York. So, that kind of sucked I, I like like he was one of my favorites he was just such a hard worker and just really liked watching him but be able to get hall for what we got him for and add lazar onto that like, i i just think sweeney fleece buffalo a little bit but you know we both kind of got what we wanted bjork got more ice time and obviously he's doing well with that so far and you know hall gets the supporting cast that he so desperately wanted and so far both hall and lazar have just been absolutely unbelievable hall he 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 is clicking with Krejci and Smith like perfectly. It, it's almost like we have two top lines. So it's it, it's a really it, it's it's really refreshing, especially after the past couple weeks with the Bruins being not so great. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really glad we were able to get him, and I hope he resigns. I already hope he does.
0: Yeah, he's mentioned that he you know he would want to stay there for a few more years. Uh, I was actually when the whole trade went down, I one of the first things I sent to Eli was. This guy's not getting a goal with Boston before the playoffs. Just watch. <laughs> and this guy gets two goals in three games. Um, and then Carlos Lazar also potted his first as a Bruin yep. last night. Yeah, netters, yeah, so um, but yeah, no, I, I just didn't I, I figured he was gonna struggle on Boston. He already looks great. Uh Eli, what are your what are your thoughts about this one?
1: Uh he woke up. He woke yeah. up. He he, he said, I'm going to the playoffs first time, uh, unless you know, I don't know if they moved up in the um in the standings, but I think they were still in the fourth seed, right? Yeah. Uh, We have a couple games in hand, though. But, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's like Dallas, but um, it's I I he woke up, he scored a couple goals. He's it, it, from what I saw from a couple clips of him just skating, he looks more energetic and
2: he I'm does. He's much more. He's much more motivated. Yeah.
1: Yeah, good for him. It, it's nice to see players who have. Not necessarily struggled themselves, but you know, gone on teams who struggled, you know, finally get kind of rewarded. Um, so maybe he'll go to playoffs, I, and see what happens. But it's all about getting there in the first place. So
0: right, it will be his first playoff appearance since 2018 when they got, I think it was four to one, the Devils lost again that series yeah, against the Tampa. Lightning. So,
2: yeah.
0: um, but yeah, no, he he's looked good. He had a a nice classic classic Taylor Hall Sally in that reverse mm-hmm. retro. It was a classic Sally. Um, not really sure what, uh, the goaltender was doing on that, that goal that he scored, but But he was,
2: I think what so I think he was, he was expecting Hall to cut in and try to go backhand. So he was trying to take off that lane. And when he did it, he kind of just like froze up and Hall had the wide open five hole. So yeah, right. That's what he was doing.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I, I just can't believe it only took, um, a second for Taylor Hall because we'll talk about them later. David Savard and Nick Valino, for example, they both their trades took first round picks. And I know that, um, what I've heard honestly is that Taylor Hall's stock really just, I mean, because of his contract, obviously, um, and his overall play really just his market hasn't been as strong as you would think. And, um, you know, I think Kevin Adams, the GM of Buffalo was really expecting a first and, um, it came down to the wire and he was just like, all right, we'll just get rid of him for a second. Um, I don't know. I just, I just can't believe it. Uh, obviously this is a former MVP. I, I don't know. I'm just surprised. And I don't know if that's on Taylor Hall and his two goals with Buffalo. I mean, cause he had a, you know, a boatload of assists, but did
2: I don't know. You, I, I mean,
0: it's just, I don't know. I just can't. I mean, do you, do you guys think that, you know, this was the right play from Kevin Adams or should he have held on a hall or what, what do you think?
1: No. No, you don't hold on to a player like that, especially in a situation like Buffalo, where they're obviously going nowhere. Um, but it's it's extremely confusing. It's like uh players like Janmark and you know, they got the same pretty much the same I mean, arguably the Hawks got better uh trade for Janmark than Buffalo got for yeah. uh um Hall. It's is you know, you're trading two players for a second and someone who can maybe be like a fringe middle six guy Um, and the Hawks just, you know, they, they only trade the one. Um, I don't know. It's the the cap kind of, you know, his contract is uh, kind of high, but look at teams like uh, sending players to one franchise so they can get, you know, their contract taken up. And it's like the the contracts are, especially right now are non-existent basically, because you can just send them to another team, you know, send them like a third, and you know they'll take part of it, so it's really confusing on why he didn't get more. Uh, and you know, good for Boston, right?
0: Uh, Mario, anything else you want to say before we move on to the next uh, bit of trades? Yeah, no, I got nothing though. All right, so uh, real quickly, we talked about this last episode, but uh, the Blackhawks, because I, I know Eli wants to talk about this, the Blackhawks acquired Brett Connolly, Henrik Borgstrom, and Riley Stillman for a seventh round and a seventh round pick. Um, from the Panthers in exchange for Lucas Carlson and Lucas Walmart, um, and I know you. I want to talk about this because Brett Connolly in
1: his first game with the Blackhawks scored a goal. And you, uh, I take it away. <laughs> uh, he scored a goal. He looked good. He looked like a good uh, huge body that the bottom uh, six kind of needed. Um, I don't know the plans to get him more time, um, more time on the ice. I I don't know, and that that's you know going to some some other trades. Um, but it's I don't know where he really fits in the Hawks. I know, you know, he's going to be here for a, couple, a little while, or if not, he might be like Zach Smith who kind of was here. And then he kind of wasn't. And he's kind of still right. there. Like we don't really know, um, but he's been good so far. Then uh, uh, Riley Stillman. Mm-hmm. No idea how this experiment is going to go. They like him. Uh, they said he can uh, expand his game and they think he has more potential than he's shown. And what, I think he's only played like less than 50 games. Um, and I don't know. I I'd, I'd like to see uh, some other young guys get in, like a uh, Bodine. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm still unsure if Kalnick, uh is a guy I'd wond over Stillman at the moment. Um, although he's made some good uh good passes, like his uh first assist, nice stretch pass to the middle up to uh. It
0: was Doc, I think, right? Yeah.
1: That wasn't Doc.
0: I th- are you sure? I thought he yeah, got. Yeah, it was a Doc. goal. So. Yeah. No. No. I no. I thought he'd pass it up to Doc and then Doc passed it to, um, God knows who, but I, mean, I don't, whatever. I don't think, I, I don't
1: think know. it was I, just, a, it was, I think it was the, uh, Cuba league it was Okay. Game.
0: Okay. Okay. I that think I'm sense. pretty sure. Okay.
1: Um, that was a good pass. Um, he has his first goal, obviously. Um, but it's, I'm still unsure how that experiment's going to go. Um, and then they, you know, they trade Yoki Haru a couple, you know, last year, um, because they had too much demon and then they trade for another guy who they obviously want to play. So it's kind of confusing. Yeah. On that end, But, um, I'm. I would look forward to uh, Dahan getting picked up by Seattle, and then your favorite player Nikita Zadorov getting either traded or just let go. <laughs> I've I'm heard rumors trade, that they. they I've they heard. Just want to trade.
0: I've heard rumors that they like him and they want to resign him. I don't know. I really hope that's not true. I've heard that. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: we'll have to wait and see. I like to keep Connor. Um, Connor Murphy. Yeah. yeah. I think he's a great, great player to have for the young guys, especially for uh, sure. Uh, the Boquist and such, but.
0: And he's physical. I mean, something that the Hawks, you know, years ago, well, a couple of years ago, like I could always on the broadcast, they kept saying they're lacking physical presence. And I'm like, you know, a guy like Connor Murphy is, um, well, he's gonna, he got to you know, sus- almost got a suspension earlier this year. Um, but, um, so not that kind of physical, but yeah, no, he's, he's a good player to have for sure. Uh, so we'll move on. So this trade, we'll just go on from pretty much in order. Now this trade happened literally right after we stopped uh, recording last week's episode. The Colorado Avalanche acquired goaltender Devin Dubnik from the San Jose Jose Sharks in exchange for defenseman Greg Patteron and a fifth round pick in this year's draft. I mean, pretty minor trade. They announced that Francois is done for the year. Um, And now it was right after their goaltender, their backup goaltender, Jonas Johansson, had a shutout, I think, and he just had a great game. And it's like, congrats on that. You're getting benched. You're the third goalie now. Um, And yeah, I don't know. It's not a really big trade, but obviously we can just, give our thoughts on it if you want whoever wants to go
2: Um uh, didn't grubauer just like get covert or hurt or something like that just like for i think her? i think he got hurt yeah i think yes yeah, right. so actually maybe it looks like uh i mean it's at least something decent they can at least maybe they don't have to play dubnik every game but they, they can go back and forth at least i, I think avalanche have a couple games both falling right now but yep um i guess that was looking like a good move just because you know francis is out now grubauer is out and you can't really put all the pressure on that other kid, so I guess it's looking like a, at least somewhat of a decent move as long as Dubnyk plays, you know, okay.
1: Yeah, but I, it's just weird. Is is that the best option? Because you got, um, uh, shoot, um, uh, Darcy Cumper. not having like as good of his year as last year, but you know, he and he's been hurt, so maybe his trade value uh kind of fell. He didn't get traded. You got uh, the the big goalie. Big goalie uh, in the in the trade markets of uh, uh, Bernier in Detroit. He he's, he's been outstanding for Detroit for what they've been. Um, right. You think he you know they want to trade him for at least a third or something, and that would have been completely manageable for a team that's trying to go all in. And you kind of need two two goalies right now. You can't just you know you know give it all to one goaltender, and unless you're you know Vasileski was going to play sixty plus games a year. Um, but it's just a weird trade. I I wouldn't expect much. And obviously the trade isn't much.
0: Right. Um, you know, Dubnik was a pretty great goaltender a couple of years from Minnesota. And, you know, now, uh, you know, not so much, but, uh, you know, he was with the San Jose as a backup, kind of with Martin Jones, just a weird, weird little trade. But, um, you know, I, I still like Colorado. And if Grubauer can come back, I'm hoping I mean Colorado, they used to be in the division last year. Um, as much as I hate them, I really want to see them do well. So um, you know, we'll see. Uh up next, a trade that really, really pissed me off. Um, personally, Tampa Bay. They uh they acquired defenseman David Savar from the Blue Jackets as part of a three-team trade with the Red Wings in exchange for the Lightnings first round pick in the 2021 NHL draft and a third round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. Okay, so the Blackhawks have seen Columbus a lot this year. And Eli knows this because I send him a DM pretty much every Columbus game. I do not like David Savard. And I don't know, again, I don't I don't think this podcast will ever reach an NHL player. So if David Savard somehow ever sees this, just to know David, look, I have respect for you. I can never make the NHL. I, I could probably never even make a beer league, okay? But I don't like you, okay? Because... <laughs> you're mean to the Hawks. Okay. And I just, you know, I just don't think you're worth a first round pick. Um, it was just a weird, it was a weird trade. I didn't, I knew he was on the market. He he had for a couple of uh, trade bait boards. I had seen. Um, he had even climbed to the top. I was like, really? David Savard who hasn't had a goal since like April, 2019, David Savard. I mean, I know he's a defenseman. He's more of a defense, def- defensive defenseman, but just, it was so weird that, to get a first round pick from, I, I don't know what you guys think about this one.
2: I think it's kind of similar to like the Barkley Goodrell and Blake Coleman situation last year where like everyone's like oh Tampa overpaid but then they won the cup so like it was like did they really overpay because they, 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 they got what they wanted so I guess like I think Tampa just knows what they need and I think they just wanted to add a little more depth into the defense um, and obviously if they don't win the cup it'll probably look that be like oh they overpaid but you know if they do it works out so um, I see why you can say it's an overpay. But i can also see from Tampa's perspective why you would just give up the first because it would be a late first round pick anyway right um but yeah,
0: yeah you got any uh, thoughts on that one
1: uh i'm not the biggest fan of david Savard. Mm-hmm. uh it i mean for the lightning he's better than ruta and i'm right not sure if, i i don't know where he's been uh placed on that lineup but i would for sure, want David Savard over Ruda playing with Hedman, yeah. Um, but uh, good for them, I guess. Good luck in the playoffs. They're probably gonna go far anyways. So
0: yeah, I mean, I and they got him for
1: another year, right? for two that years. I
0: don't know. But Arizona. again, you, you're, you're probably right. I'm just gonna assume. I don't right. know. I you're don't uh, know you're usually right about that stuff. No, I have no idea. Um, and even you know, if they have him for another year, then you know, honestly, with it, the,
1: it well, makes sense if they have him for another year. Because that's yeah, the,
0: right. Um, honestly, with the way Tampa things work out for Tampa, he'll probably be fine, he'll probably be great. He'll probably score like three goals before the playoffs even to start. Like, just it'll, like maybe have a hat trick, <laughs> it'll just you know put me in my place. Because every time I should talk a player, something happens, I should talk Zadorov, and he gets his first goal with the Hawks the next day. So, you know, it's just I
1: don't
0: know. Every time I, I should talk a player, something great happens. So, we'll see. I mean, I should talk Taylor Hall and look what happens. So, no, it's his uh, last year
1: on the contract,
0: okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Weird little trade. I don't think he's worth the first round, of, but like Mario mentioned with goudreau and, and Coleman, you know. Um, I mean I could see Coleman being worth maybe a first. Goodrew, was like, what? But worked out well for him. So, you know, they might they, I, I think Breeze Bot knows what he's doing. Uh very minor trade. We'll just probably gloss over this one really quickly. The Devils acquired defenseman uh Jonas Siegenthaler from the uh Washington Capitals in exchange for a conditional third-round pick in this year's draft. Not really anything to talk about there. Uh, we're just gonna go right through it um eli knows about this guy because uh, i kept mentioning that stan bowman was probably going to pick him up the montreal canadians acquired defenseman john merrill from the detroit red wings in exchange for a fifth round pick in the 2021 nhl draft and they also got forward hayden verbeek uh the devils did um not the devils the uh, the red wings merrill used to be a devil um the reason i said that stan would get him is just because stan goes after these weird ass players sometimes i just figured john marrow of all the the players available in the trade market this year would be the one that he just randomly picks up and i was like it's gonna happen just watch just watch but you i knew from the beginning that that would never happen so
1: it was incredibly (laughs) relieving when he was traded to the canadians because i have to keep reminding matt like they bowman literally like two days before this trade i was like (laughs) bowman literally just came on to uh i forget scott powers and he was like no we're you know it's the we're gonna get uh cap dumps we're gonna you know focus on the young guys i'm like relax buddy and when it was he, like for the whole week he's like well, just watch john Mer-. i'm just like this is annoying stop i
0: was so, so scared, when he was but... gone
1: i'm just like oh thank god i don't want I to listen so to scared. Matt about
0: it uh mario you got any thoughts on that pretty minor deal or no nah, yeah, yeah i pretty, didn't, pretty, I, didn't, I didn't think so john merrill um, you know, not the best player, but um, incredible hair. So um, we'll go on to the next trade. Uh, again, kind of a trade that more like as the days go on, I can kind of like be like, okay, it's not as bad, but I'm still like, ugh, I don't, it's another hat scratcher for me. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired forward Nick Felino from the Columbus Blue Jackets and forward Stefan Nason from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a first round pick in the 2021 NHL draft and a fourth round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. Going to Columbus and a fourth round pick in the 2021 NHL draft going to San Jose. So, that's another three team deal. And Eli, you even mentioned that you don't, we don't see that many three team deals anymore. And I have to agree with you. There was last year when the Hawks acquired Subban in that deal for Leonard. The Maple Leafs were a part of that. But you're, for the most part, you're kind of right. We don't see many of those. Um, but for me, just Felino, when I saw first rounder, I was like, how? Um, I know Felino, look, I, he's probably better than a lot of teams, bottom six, for sure. Like a lot of young teams, but I was just like, he's older. I know he's a captain, you know, he brings that leadership value, but a first, I don't know, but maybe you guys have a different outlook than I do.
2: So I think it's kind of similar to the Tampa situation with it being probably a later round first. And then the draft's not super deep either, but um, I think Toronto just knows what they need. And um, even if so, Hall might be a better player than Foligno. I feel like the Maple Leafs probably needed a guy more like Tolino than Hall. Because, you know, right. they have pretty – they right, they have, you know, Nealander, Tavares, uh, Martin, Matthews, stuff like that, right? But they didn't really have, like, a a really great – like, you know, you know, Tolino's kind of similar to a Martian, which how he's, like, you hate to play against them, right? But it's, like, it's nice to have him on your team, and, at, and Toronto knows that from last year. Um, so I, re- I really do think that he, he will bring a different element to the Leafs team that will help them get far in the playoffs as long as they can – at least get past round one. If they feel, if At least get past round one, I think they can make it pretty far. It's just okay. getting over that me- just getting over that mental hump, and I think Filanow will really help them with that.
1: You Uh, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Uh, overpay sure, but uh, these guys they're going all in. They want the cup. Uh, exactly. And similar to like, especially with Maple Leafs, they have, have what like four, uh, 40... uh. 40 million or 42 million to their top four forwards, or something that is ridiculous. Um, sooner or later, it's gonna blow up in their face, and they're gonna have to trade someone. Um, like, it, I don't for all Maple Leafs fans, I don't know where you guys think you're going, but you have to win the cup within the next couple of years. Otherwise, I don't know if you're gonna to, to go to another rebuild or what, but it's you can't have four forwards and 42 million that's that's uh that's a lot yeah um so they're going all in it's i think it's fine okay
0: yeah i was i was like i posted in my story i was like this is the worst trade i've ever seen and i was like okay maybe yeah I, I was I, okay that day like that trade up that there was a lot going on that day and i was just really really excited because i woke up and literally i woke up to the adam god debt trade which we'll get into in a little bit and i was like i was like i was like it's it was like i had like 10 bags of candy like i was just like so energized and so i was just like saying stuff that i was probably like okay if i was like a little bit more chilled i probably wouldn't have said that um like i would have had to take ibuprofen because i was like I, I got so excited like i got a headache so i had to take ibuprofen but anyway um was, like i said as more in time time has gone on i'm like okay i can understand it like and i, I listened to this guy uh in a couple of interviews with like uh you know, they had Tim and friends. He was on Tim and friends. I was like, okay, this guy sounds like a really cool guy. And he he knows like, he's not there to, you know, you know, score like a thousand goals. I knew that too, but like, he's just there to provide, you know, a little bit of leadership. You know, Felino can be a little physical if he wants to, Um, you know, just a a bigger guy. He even said like, I'm a big body, you know, like I'm, it, it makes sense. It does make sense. I just don't know if a first round was the appropriate, you know, choice to get rid of. I mean, I did, they get Stefan Nason too who's been all over the place like and as another body of like their injuries so i don't know it, it'll you know it might work out i just hope toronto gets out of the first round i'm sure mario doesn't um but um you know no
2: i i actually that's i, I don't dislike i like toronto like i just can't say that because i'm a bruins fan but i like toronto like i like boss toronto i like matthews like i mean i might go as far as say they're probably like at least in my top five of my favorite teams to watch yeah like, i mean they're up there like I sure.
1: Hope I... So, <laughs> this <They, laughs> was the of skill. They, yeah. most, for sure, one of the most fun teams, most creative teams on the ice. Um, so I don't think anyone can deny that they're one of the most fun teams to watch. For sure. Um, but when you take into account of everything, uh, uh they, they they drop, in my opinion, as a Hawks fan.
0: All right, fair enough. I like a lot of Toronto guys too. Like, oh my god, I, I've told Eli a thousand times, like. I listen to Steve Dangle enough. I I would, I mentioned Steve Dangle literally every podcast. This guy should just come on at this point, Steve, Steve, come on. But um, you know, I listen to him enough. I seriously know more Leafs history and like Leafs facts, Leafs Jersey numbers. Like I know all that more than I would know about the Hawks. Like I just, cause they're everywhere. They're just covered by every, everyone, you know, us Canada, wherever. So it's, it's just crazy, but I do love a lot of guys on that team. Um, i also was going to mention uh because you know mario you mentioned that you like to you know watch the leafs mario actually likes um I, what is it it's boston first chicago second dallas third
2: that's yeah so usually how i like to it's boston uh chicago dallas buffalo <laughs> okay buff okay okay um and eli knows my
0: love for dallas um it's so uh,
1: <laughs> it's, it's, uh,
0: again i i can't even tell you why i love dallas they're just like literally the Granger's those are the only two. Yeah, I love their jerseys. Uh well UI doesn't
1: unique jerseys in the league. EI, the neon.
0: EI doesn't love the uh the scders one or no. the um or their black alternate or the no. reverse retro.
1: <laughs> no. Home no, of the Waves are great. Uh, but I like their original green. Um their old black jerseys with uh, that uh the word mark? Yeah, yeah. Those I like those back in the day. Remind those old jerseys from then. I, I, I just like those. They remind me of the good old days of watching as a 13-year-old. Right. Uh, yeah, those, those were the good old days.
0: Uh, I mentioned Dallas because I actually forgot to mention another waiver claim that kind of was somewhat significant that happened. Um, Sammy Voughton was picked up on waivers. That was the um, other D-man. Yeah, was, that was the D-man, yeah. So I forgot to mention him. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, you know, just – what where he was in New Jersey and then he went to Carolina for their playoff run. And then then he, he got reacquired by New Jersey. Right. That's how, that's how it went. I think he was with New Jersey. And then I, I know he started, he was way back with the ducks way back when, but um, yeah, I was kind of surprised. And as a Dallas fan, cause I'm not really a fan, obviously you see my room, you know, I'm not, but uh, I was like, yeah, I actually don't really mind that. Cause they, they were almost, I mean, there were so many Alexiak talks on, i was like oh man hmm. you know, like he's not like my favorite he's not the most sexy defenseman but i was like he's a big body i hope they don't lose alexiak and then they they don't lose alexiak and i get Biden. and i was like eh, that's not too bad i don't know if you guys have any opinions on that
2: but nah, i think it was a good pickup for dallas personally
1: yeah considering it was traded for a second last year it's
0: yeah good, it's a good pickup. for sure yeah free pickup so We'll go on. We're going to talk about the Leafs again because, I mean, Dubis is a very active man during the trade deadline. Uh, The Leafs, this one's actually kind of a funny one. Uh, They acquired goalie David Riddick from uh, the Calgary Flames in exchange for a third-round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. Uh, So that means we know that Anderson's probably done for the regular season. I don't know. It's, it's funny, obviously, because it's it's a it's a team in their division, a team that they have a lot of bad blood with these, you know, this, this year in particular. Like, holy crap. Um, just the whole story was really funny. Uh, you know, David Riddick was on the plane with the Flames because literally they were playing Toronto that next day after he got traded. And uh, so he flew in with his teammates as a way to, like, say goodbye. And I, I had heard there's a lot of chirping on the plane about, you know, Riddick now and they're not going to, like, give him any, like, leeway. and um, You know, and it was funny too because, like, I think he was talking with, I think it was Eric uh, Engels, I think of the Montreal media. I think that's who the source was. And he was like, "Um, So I'll see you. uh, I'll see you in the interview for Wednesday. He's like, What do you mean? I play tomorrow. Uh, He's like, Oh, okay. So he had, we didn't even know that he was going to start in that first game. And no, Toronto's like, We're going to put him in right away. I just, uh, I don't know. It was, it was was like, again, late at night too. I was like, Huh, that's an interesting one. I don't know if you guys, what do you guys think about that one?
2: Uh I think Toronto definitely got a, I, th- I think they won that deal personally. I mean, I think um, you know, with how Anderson has been performing well and now that he's hurt too, I think it was very big that they get some sort of goalie to help back up Jack Campbell or be a start be they you know, just kind of, you know, share the ice time because uh obviously Campbell was doing great, but that could only last for so long. So I think it's right important that they got somebody uh, you know, somebody good to help them help him out a lot and uh you know anderson hasn't been playing exactly great this whole season so i'm curious to see what they're going to do for playoffs if anderson comes back who they're going to start who they're going to have this as the backup who's going to be the third one and um uh i think yeah i think it was a great deal for toronto personally
1: uh yeah i'm mixed and i can tell you that was not matt's reaction on the night of that trade he was freaking out saying how much of a steal it was. I
0: didn't say, and, I didn't say it was a steal. Those words I never can Look,
1: dude, I can go back. Um, I was just telling I, I mixed on it. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's he, you know, went to the uh, all-star game a couple of years ago, I believe. Um, but he has a sub, t- uh, sub, uh, nine, 10, say percentage at the moment. Uh, and then for the season, it's like, is it better than Devin Dubnik? And this is – I feel like this is the trade that Colorado should have gone for. Right. Um, especially yeah, for a third. I kind of, I kind of agree, yeah. Um, but it's just I, – I don't know. I don't think he's, like, an all-star goalie.
0: No, no. It's not a steal. But like, I just was like, okay, I mean, third rounder – like, a third rounder is not, you know, a first or a second. But I'm like, I don't know. I just figure maybe they would want a roster player back, like a, you know, like a really low roster player. Um, I don't know. But.
1: I don't know for the uh for the Calgary. I don't know. There's been talk about Gaudreau getting traded in the off season. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it's time for them to blow it up. Blow it up, yeah. Yeah. So because uh, I was like, I was like when they got so they do that.
0: when they got rid of Riddick, I was like, so it's Markstrom and and who like
2: who's there? DeMing? Deming.
0: Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Deming. Who's like what? Doesn't he like do vlogs? Or am I thinking of um <laughs> am I thinking of the other guy from Toronto, Kasky Swell? I know caskis Swell does vlogs. He's with he's with the Predators now, but. Um, I think I swear to God, Doming did blogs too, or, or vlogs. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought I was a you know a nice little pickup. He played uh that I don't know if that was Lucic's one thousandth game too. Was that the game that he it was? Yeah. Okay, and in that game, um, it was you know an overtime winner by Johnny Gaudreau, who you just mentioned. Absolutely no mercy on his former teammate. Like they had, like twenty little stick handles, uh, right in front of uh Riddick and and score the overtime winner. And absolutely no mercy. So, um. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe that's gonna like set a spark in Riddick and uh, he's gonna pop off. I, I don't know, but yeah, I-, I don't mind the trade for Toronto at all. Uh, we'll go on to another Boston trade for Mario. Uh, they acquired defenseman Mike Riley from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a third-round pick in the twenty twenty-two NHL Draft. Uh, I think Riley just got his first point last night, right?
2: Uh, didn't he? I mean, he might have got one the other night. Um, okay. Uh, um. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, this was an absolute steal. He Riley has been amazing. He's been, I'd even go as far to say, at least this past couple nights, he's been maybe better than McAvoy has been this past couple of it's just, just these past couple of games. But uh, absolute steal. He has been amazing for us. Um, he gets a lot of shots. He 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 sets up plays, he plays hard, he takes the body, he does everything correctly. Uh you know, I mean, Hall and Lazar have been great, but I think out of the three, I think Bradley's been the best. Bradley's most impressive. Um, yeah, no, he got a point last night, and he, I think he had an assist a couple of nights ago, Remember um, okay. the first game. But yeah, no, he's been great so far. Um, I'm, I really like that deal a lot. I, I, it just makes me a little nervous, because now when Seattle, uh, right. the expansion ha- when the expansion happens, uh, we got to choose who we're going to protect, and it's... Between you know Riley Grizzly McAvoy and Carlo, and obviously McAvoy is going to get protected. Obviously, like, but then who's the other two that we're going to protect? And I, I'd assume the one we don't protect is the one Seattle's going to end up taking. So okay, but so that makes me a little nervous because I don't know who to protect. I mean, I let, all four of those guys are just perfect, amazing defensemen, and I have a really bad feeling it's going to be Grizzly. But um, yeah, who, who I love, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I actually urge. I was re- I was really nervous. Seattle is going to take Bjork, but I can't do that anymore. So.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Uh,
2: <laughs> Eli, what do you think about this one?
1: Uh, it's all right. Um, wasn't there a, like a mini uh, sweepstakes for the guy um, when he was signing with Minnesota? Like not as big as Vesey, but I, f- I feel like there was a lot of teams going after him um, coming out of college. Um, no but idea. I, I, I feel like uh, he'll be all right. Um, obviously he has a couple points. Uh, it's a good pickup, good low risk pickup, you know, yeah, third round yeah. pick. Um yeah, it's good.
0: And Mario, you mentioned Bjork. I was that was the other thing. I I uh I sent Mario a, a screenshot of like when Bjork got his first goal with the Sabres, and I'm like, Look at that, look at that, he's better than Hall. And then literally like that same night. Hall scored Hall, like, yeah, Hall got, got one right away.
2: And I was just like, yeah. shit. <laughs> and actually, well, well, Hall got an assist the first game, but they took it away from him. They they counted it as an unassisted goal. I don't know. Okay. Like, it was really weird because like he was coming up the wing or whatever, and he like he kind of like tried to pass it to Smith, and then it just hit off one of the uh, the Sabres' uh man stick, and it went right to Smith, and he scored, and they took the assist away from him. But hmm. so, but yeah, I I mean yeah, both. I'm I'm glad Bjork's doing well. I think that's something Buffalo fans don't understand is they're like, oh, Bjork's better than Hall, but like we we like that he's doing well. Like we don't, we don't right like, like so. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad to see Bjork. I really hope York goes off, and especially if Eichel comes back next season. Uh, right. I hope, he, I hope he plays with Eichel.
0: Uh, um, yeah, they, they were teammates, apparently. I yeah, they were, team, yeah. So, USA uh, team. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, Which, I mean, quite – because there's a little segue. Let's talk about Eichel real quickly. I just throw this in the middle here. So he had season-ending surgery. Mm-hmm. And do you think because of the surgery that he stays a Sabre now? Because I, I – before the surgery, I was like, he is not going to be a Sabre next year, but now with this, I am not, I'm not so, uh, quite certain anymore.
2: Okay. Well, so I think because of the season that he had and the season Buffalo had, I think this is probably the lowest his trade value might be for a lot, long, long time. And I think NHL DMS might know this. So they might try to.
0: Oh, someone might've walked in. Don't worry. We'll take it over here. I don't know. Mario, did someone walk in there? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I remember.
2: Now you're you're all good. <laughs> anyway, uh, was I was listening. Oh yeah, no. So I think so since his um, trade value is just so low, uh, I think like I said, NHL GMs will know this and will try to offer whatever they can. But I think if Buffalo's smart, which they're not, they'll keep him and wait until he, you know, maybe the next season he'll go off again and be back to form, get thirty goals or whatever, and then that's probably when. If they don't make the playoffs that's when i i would say if i'm like, if i'm eichel i would be like you know i kind of want to get out of here i want to go to some place or i can maybe win a cup and i would love that to be boston if sweeney can like i i'm surprised sweeney doesn't call up buffalo right now and offer Corrales in a fourth and like that right <laughs> but um i think the team unfortunately it, it's i think it'll be between the kings and the rangers um yep. just because they have so many assets just the send over to Buffalo. I would love it to be the Kings. I'm not going to lie. I do not want it to be the Rangers. Right, <laughs> I, do right. Want, I don't want it to be the Rangers, man. I really don't, but I wouldn't mind seeing them on the Kings. I'd be, uh, I'd be okay with that. But yeah, I I, I don't know where, if I was Ike, I'd have been out of there two years ago. So yeah, fair point. Uh,
1: It's, I, I think for people who follow the NFL, I think it's a similar situation to a uh, Houston minus uh, the, the the problems. Uh, that's going on with the Deshaun Watson, but the GM and the, those guys are, uh, before that were basically holding him hostage and being like, you are playing for us. Like, sorry, suck it up. And I just, I don't, I don't see uh, Eichel getting traded just because, uh, I, at least for a long time, but I, I, and if someone does trade him, it better be for like the maximum first. You can send uh, a top line player, a top prospect, is in my opinion, he is a franchise changing guy, like, yeah, maybe not on the level uh, I think Matthews is better. Um, but he's like a 1B tier franchise guy, I think. And uh, it's, it's gonna take the world to get him. And I don't, I, Buffalo's management is a complete mess, and they are obviously they are insane by trading Hall for a second, but that's you know, different circumstances. But I don't know, I, I don't see him getting traded.
0: Yep, I'd have to agree. Uh, I was really hoping he would, but I don't think it's going to happen this year or this offseason. I'm going to really quickly just go through some of the minor trades just so we can get to the bigger ones. And uh, if you have anything you want to chime in, either of you, please feel free to interrupt me as I'm listing these off. Um, But really quickly, New York Islanders acquired defense Braden Coburn from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for the seventh round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. I'm sure no one cares. Um... The Edmonton Oilers acquired defenseman Dmitry Kulikov from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. Really minor, but I'm just surprised the Oilers didn't do more. Um, I they're agree. Like, yeah. They're, like, second place right now still in their division, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Um, I said they were going to go after a guy like Hoffman or something like that.
0: Right, like, just something weird. Or, like, not I'm sorry, not weird. Like, off the board, just, just out of nowhere, just, like, yeah, nothing. They did nothing. So. Think they get some more depth. Right. Um,
1: especially after the comments of a couple of years ago with uh uh reader you know he didn't score enough goals well you're not getting enough depth guys who can score you know 12 to 15 goals you're getting a bunch of like pelling killing you know just these guys and you're relying on mcdavid and dry to do all this it's like you're digging yourself a hole sorry
0: yeah they did absolutely nothing i, I watched the ken Holland press conference after that trade deadline he was just kind of like Okay, <laughs> like, you just, like you can say whatever, you, but yeah, we didn't have to do anything. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning acquired defenseman Frederick Clayson from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for the rights to goaltender Magnus Crona. Yeah, okay. Um, this one isn't major, but like I'm sure we're going to want to talk about it for a little, a hot second here. Uh, the Avalanche acquired forward Carl Soderbergh from the Blackhawks in exchange for forward Josh Dickinson and the rights to forward Ryder Rolston um we knew that Soderbergh was going to get traded I I talked to Eli with this about this already we both like it um I don't know if you want to say anything on here UI, about it
1: uh it's it, I don't know the, the Hawks fans would think like they got nothing but they got a guy who management has been watching for the past year and a half um because uh he's playing with a Hawks prospect line in Slaggart um
0: which which one UI for the for the audience that they don't know which one are you talking about Rolston or, or Oh, uh, uh,
1: Rolston, I think, right. Rol- R- yeah. Rolson, Ryder okay. Rolston or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think they're on the same line, probably not, but, um, anyway, they, they've watched him. They said he's a good hard working guy. So, um, I-, I think the chances of him making the, the, the league is slim, but it's better than a seventh. So good yeah. trade.
0: Not, not much to really talk about there. I'm sure Mario, you don't have any opinions on that one at all. Didn't think so. <laughs> um okay, another minor one. Uh the Vancouver Canucks acquired defense on Madison Bowie. Um for, and fifth round and fifth round pick in a 2021 NHL draft from Chicago in exchange for a fourth round pick in the 2021 draft. Um very minor, but you know, uh Bowie wasn't or is it no, it's not Bowie, It's, it's not David Bowie, it's Bowie. Isn't it's Madison Bowie, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> not David Bowie. Um Bowie wasn't playing with the Blackhawks anyway. And uh, you know, he might actually maybe see some ice in Vancouver. I, I don't know. I, we'll get we'll get to Vancouver later because there's obviously a lot to talk about with them. Um, but I think that's a win for the Hawks, honestly. Yeah, it's a fourth round versus a fifth round, basically. So yeah, not bad. Uh the Predators acquired defenseman Erica Branson from the Ottawa Centers in exchange for defenseman Brandon Fortunato and a 2023 seventh round draft pick. Um, yeah, very, very minor. The Capitals acquired forward Michael Roffle. And the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for a 2021 fifth round draft pick, minor again. Um, the Sharks acquired forward Alexander Barabanov from the Leafs in exchange for forward Antti Semela. I don't know. Steve Dangle seemed to like this one like a little bit. Um, wasn't Samela like, Didn't the Hawks have Samela for a bit? That was like the Forsling deal or something, right? Didn't they have? No, some- I-
1: think that you're thinking or sorella
0: sorry sorella yeah that's that's the
1: guy who went to florida on waivers and then he has scored like a goal immediately after he got picked up and all the hawks fans are like what the
0: fuck ah gotcha yeah i've I've been mixing them up sorella sumella whatever same thing um another minor one which i kind of like this one a little bit uh the leafs acquired defenseman ben hutton from the anaheim ducks in exchange for a 2022 fifth round pick obviously hutton's had his struggles he's been um, on three teams well this will be his fourth he was he was with the uh the Canucks, then he was with the the kings and then the ducks um i don't know i kind of like that one a little bit you know a little depth defenseman i don't mind it. i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that one but uh,
1: it's just another low risk trade right. founder yeah. uh for a guy who had a consecutive 25 uh, point seasons uh in his first two years uh if he rebounds nice if he doesn't yeah, yeah, it's a fifth rounder, so.
0: For sure. Um, Winnipeg, just kind of like Edmonton, another team that I was surprised didn't really do anything. Um, the Jets acquired defenseman Jordy Ben from the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for a 2021 sixth round draft pick. That was their only move of the day. Um, Man, that one, that just kind of shocked me. They're they're a decent team. I mean, Ewers just got his 20th of the year, um, and no one's talking about it. Connor just got his 20th of the year. No one's talking about it. Like, this is – it's a good team. And to only get Jordan, I, I Ben, you know, nice little physical presence, but man, I don't know. I was maybe they don't need to do anything. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't watch enough of the team. I just figured they would do some more. I don't know. If you guys feel the same way? But
2: I mean, I thought they'd go after a bit more than just one D man because right. obviously they have a good goalie and they have a great offense. So I, I, I mean Ben. I mean, it's not bad. I don't think it like I think it will help more than it will hurt. But um, I thought they'd go after at least you know one or. At least one more D man than just, just Ben, but um yeah, I, I if if the Jets can get some good D, I think they'd be very, very scary.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they were in the conversation for uh Eckholm. I heard uh, them a thousand times. Yeah. Uh he could have been nice for um or someone who probably cut would cost lower is a uh, Nick Johnerson from uh in Arizona. Would have been a nice defensive guy who can uh cover a little bit more. But um
0: hey, you mentioned Eckholm. Yeah, uh, you mentioned that home of the predators and, um, they were a team that did absolutely nothing. Um, maybe cause they didn't really Ooh. need to, I mean, they did get your, get Branson, obviously, but they, I mean, they I guess they don't really have to, because they're not making whether well, the start, they're making the playoffs They're not. Well, looks like they're going to still time for the Hawks, <laughs> but let's just say they're going to make the playoffs. They're probably not getting out of the first round. And I think they just know, like, why do why should we even bother doing anything if we're pretty much um, not going to make it out of the first round. And that was my mentality with the Hawks. I'm like, don't do anything too crazy. Um, and I know that uh, you're itching, Eli, to talk about the Goddett thing, which we're about to get into. Uh, one last little trade before we get into that one. The Pittsburgh Penguins acquired forward Jeff Carter from the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for conditional draft picks in 2022 and 2023. Um, not really a big trade, uh, but it's just, you know, Carter's been in LA. There was, he, there was, the, he threatened retirement um, because he was uh, like, they were, I think he was almost on waivers or something. I don't know if he's on waivers or he was like up for a, or a potential trade, but he was like, whatever happens, if I end up on another team, I'm retiring. Well, apparently he doesn't seem that way anymore. Cause he, I think he sees something with the Penguins, the chance to get to play with Sidney Crosby. Um, I mean, he's, the guy's got two cups, but
2: I thought it would be something to do more of the
0: run style, to be honest with you. that's, well, that's you, Oh, that's right, because right, he uh, he played in Philly. Uh, Carter did. So um, kind of minor. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that one.
1: It's a good trade for uh, a new third-line center behind uh, Malkin and Crosby. Uh, good face-off numbers. So, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Okay, so we'll get into this one now. The one that made me almost shit my pants when I saw the name. And a couple episodes ago, I had said the Hawks never do anything on the trade deadline and Eli even was like, well, that's not necessarily true. And I'm like, hey, they might do stuff. It doesn't necessarily work out. Okay. And they don't, and they aren't necessarily names that excite me. They don't have to go out and get Taylor halls, every trade deadline, but I want to see something that excites me. And they did it. This excited me and look, i had said a couple of episodes as well. I said, the Hawks. This was like three weeks ago, probably by now. I'm like, the Hawks need to figure out what team they are. And at the trade deadline, what they need to do is get a fucking goalie. Well, that that changed all right, because the Hawks started to suck. And the last of their concerns, right now at least, because in the offseason that it should be a concern, but right now should not have been a goalie, because I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. And I don't want them to make the playoffs because they will be a waste of my time. Because just like the Predators, I think if the Hawks were in their spot and they really really looked at things they'd be like maybe we get out of the first round probably not i think they still get rid of Soderberg and jan mark if they were heading into the playoffs but and eli you can correct me on that if you, th- if you think otherwise but i don't think i i think they probably would have been more than market if like someone like a, like a david riddick or somebody if they were really considering a playoff run thing but now i think they realize look we're not probably not going to make it nationals you know dealing with some injuries and like with tolvenin and um, Fabro, but no, we suck. They, they suck. They suck. They just lost to Detroit four to one. But the trade that made me excited: the Blackhawks acquired forward Adam Gaudet from the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for forward Matthew Highmore. Yeah, you just go before I say any, anything else. You just go.
1: Uh, my reaction was a lot less excited. Uh, I was more so confused. Like it's a great trade. Uh, Adam got is miles ahead of a player like uh a- Matthew Hyde more. But but uh, it's confusing. I don't know where the Hawks are going to play him. Right. Uh, like, do you throw? Do you? Because that Vinny, uh, Vinny has Shroza, uh, Kuryshev, Kubelik line is pretty good so far as a, as our third line, and so you don't want to mess up that unless uh, maybe maybe Kuryshev struggles. But so far he's he's not getting the points, but he's been he's you know he's been noticeable and you know uh, moving around, um, and you kind of want to throw him on the fourth line just because I think Carpenter is one of your best uh, penalty killers and uh, fa- uh, face-off guys along with uh, um, Camp. So having those two guys, you know, swapping in and out on the face-offs and in the penalty kills is a good thing to have, but I just confuse on where that he's going to play. Maybe Suter struggles a little bit more and you sub him down and maybe just because the Hawks like to do that, they like to acquire these guys, and just throw him on the top line, uh like John Hayden a couple years ago. They they signed him and then threw him on top line with uh Taze and then he scored when the against the Maple Leafs. And I don't know why I remember this, but I'm pretty sure they were wearing their same Pat's jerseys. Yep. You're uh, right, hundred percent right. And it's just maybe it's something like that. And I, I wouldn't doubt that they do that with uh Mike Hardman, the guy they signed from uh Mississippi, I think or nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um I don't see why they signed him. They they seem excited. I'm confused on that, but um, I don't know. It's it's weird. Uh, good for the Hawks, though. Better than uh, better option than Highmore, for sure.
0: I I want to say more about it, but I'll let Mario go if he has any thoughts about it.
2: No, I think it's great for the Hawks. I just I liked I actually kind of like more so. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I, I some sources I saw um, some scores for a central goal live so.
0: Yeah, and that was I against it. Boston, so. Yeah. yeah, that'd explain it. Um, yeah, and I just, you know, as I remember during the playoff run that the Hawks had last year, or the the, well, yeah, it was technically a playoff run. A playoff. Um, they, they uh, yeah, he was popping off, he, uh, he was great, yeah, because I, I, t- yeah, I was, shit I was talking him in the first round. I'm like, this guy fucking sucks, why are they playing him? And then he like got three goals or whatever. I was like, what the fuck? so, uh, yeah, like, okay, yeah, again, if it is shit talk players, um, it seems to work out, but. Yeah, no, I I know you. I probably wasn't. I I think when Eli sees a trade, he tries to look at it from a logical standpoint. And when I see it, I go, "Wee!" When I, see, I see.
1: When I see, you I see that trade, you see that he won. Uh, he was in the Hobie Baker discussion. Right. Did, did he win? I think he won the Hobie Baker. Then I think he yeah, like, he did. Yeah, yeah. Even though you know, coming up as a fifth rounder, like that's good for a fifth rounder. But uh, to as a trade to get excited like that excited about, I'm just like.
0: When I when I see cool. a name of a player that I like or like a player that I like saw do a cool sell once my last my 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 last two brain cells just start doing the cotton eye Joe like that's it it's just <laughs> it's just a little dance party in my head so I don't look at it from a logical thing I just go I see his name and I go woohoo but um but I I do like the guy um and obviously he played at Northeastern with um another former Blackhawks prospect in Dylan Sakura and they were you know they probably looked at this guy and they were like you yeah, know maybe one day we trade him get him in a trade somehow and I, I don't know but kind of like with borgstrom they've always had their eye on him and somehow they managed to get borgstrom somehow
1: so uh now now, now they're going to trade for uh zach aston uh, reese who'd and he get, play with what no it was on north is that in that top line with uh, oh it was dad and so, oh uh, i know that okay yeah, yeah so, so there you go, go yeah, uh, gonna get him somehow. <laughs> might be excited for an overpay for that and yeah, we gonna so. try to get the entire first line.
0: Um, so yeah, we'll see. I, but I really like the trade. I don't like the number. He's wearing number eleven. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. The last no, player to wear that.
1: Disrespectful to Brendan Perlini. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was what the, the last.
0: Hell? He was the last player to wear it, uh, Perlini, and uh, and John Madden too. John, the disrespectful. Oh John yeah, Madden. the
1: yeah uh, the scratch the seventh. Yeah. Uh, uh, was he was he the man? I can't remember. Or was he like a mix? I thought he was a forward. Might have been or? a forward. I think it was a forward um he's a fringe forward
0: just a yeah I don't, I don't know how i feel about the number maybe i'll like it but i know 96 is available and that's what he's wearing this year in vancouver so um i don't know i uh, will see but yeah i i, I really like that trade it was a nothing trade really you're not losing much with high so um betting sees something with him that i don't think you know most hawks fans do so maybe he knows anyone what he's doing sees
1: what benny sees <laughs> yeah
0: Uh, Some more Blackhawks stuff here. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights acquired forward Matias Janmark, defenseman Nick DeSimone, and a fifth-round pick in 2022 uh, from the Blackhawks and the Sharks in exchange for a second-round pick in the 2021 draft and a third-round pick in the 2022 draft. The San Jose Sharks also received a fifth-round pick in 2022. Um, I know Eli likes this one a lot.
1: It's a fantastic trade. This is the type of trade I was looking for. Rather than Matt's flashy player. But uh, for a, a guy who has, like, he's supposedly a, a, um, a defensive, stalwart type of player, but analytically, um, he's not, he hasn't had the greatest year. So uh, getting a second, um, and like his offensive numbers, they've been all right. I think he has like 19 or 20 points in near 40 games or something. Um, it, it's a good trade. Great trade for the Dogs. Better than, I, I would Say it's better than what they got for Leonard last year. Um, which that prospect I forget what his name is uh, Slava something, uh, Denver. Uh, he's kind of uh, flatlining at the moment. So, uh, but great trade, trade, uh, for the future, which is what I want,
0: right? Uh, Mara, I'm sure you don't have any thoughts on that one. Um, no, it's just, eh. uh, I know you got to leave in a, in a hot minute here. Um, we could talk about one more if you wanted to. The Washington Capitals trade, you yeah, talk about okay. That okay, okay, we'll talk about that one real quick and then Mario's got to head out, but we got more more trades to cover. Um, so the Washington Capitals acquired forward Anthony Mantha from Detroit in exchange for forwards, uh, Jacob. Jakob. Is it No, it's Jacob, why am I saying Jacob? It's Jacob Verana and Richard Ponick, former Blackhawk, huh? mm-hmm. uh, 2021 first round pick and a 22 2022 second round pick, uh, both in this year's draft. I'm oh, sorry, not both in this year's draft, Jesus Christ, it's been a long day anyway i was very confused uh that's when i saw mantha's name because i first of all i maybe you you guys can correct me on this i hadn't heard any rumors about mantha i didn't even know he was on the block on the market um i I I, heard his name a couple times oh really okay yeah Uh, what are are your thoughts on it
2: (laughs) Eiserman. i i mean that guy's he's a wizard he really is i mean you know he doesn't i know uh he, he pretty much built that Tampa team that won the cup last year. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves here. He, he pretty much did that. He built that team. And I mean, he clearly knows what he's doing. I mean, he drafted board side and I remember everyone was like, Oh, who's this. And now he's like, like one of the top prospects, like he knows what he's doing. And somehow he was able to get that much for Manta. Um, in reality, he probably could have just did Mantha for Ronald one for one. And that's pretty equal right there, but right. getting a first and whether to get a second as well, like, that man's incredible, and I'm sure a couple of years, ten, five, ten years down the line, Detroit's going to be winning cups again, and I'm not going to be surprised. So, like, yeah, I mean, he's just an absolute wizard with what he does. Um I mean, him, and Sackick are just unbelievable GMs. Um, but I, I think that's good for Detroit fans. But I think Washington also gets something good in Mantha too. He, what has he had? Two goals so far. So,
0: yeah, he's, uh, I think I think he might have an assist as well. Um, you yeah. I anything you want to say about that one?
1: Uh just wow wow yeah. good good for Detroit yeah. um I think I know it doesn't take away from not getting a player like uh Alexis Lafreniere but you're you know you're you're being handed a first round a late first round but still a first round pick and Nine. a pretty good uh roster player um so d- d- fantastic trade uh good for Washington uh Detroit fans and Washington fans. Hopefully uh, he goes over and beyond to make up trade value, but at the end of the day, it, it, we'll have to wait till this uh, upcoming drafts and next year's draft to see what these players are, because the draft is, I think especially later first rounders and late seconds.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and Verona scores in his first game with Detroit too. And like everyone's just getting these trades are working out. Mantha gets a goal with Capos, Verona, Bjork Hall, uh, Zay Jack's got one. Palmier- Palmieri, Palmieri. That just you no. Know, it, it seems to be working out pretty well. Um, and Verona, I, I kind of like the least. A lot of guys on the Capitals are, you know, I, I love a lot of guys in the Capitals too. So it's kind of sad to see Verona go. But um, but yeah, no, that's it for that trade. So Mario, I, uh, thank you for coming on. I don't know if you want to chirp anyone again before you want
2: before you go here. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Julian uh you suck at Fortnite, kid. Okay. All right, there we
0: go. All right, Mario, thanks again for coming on, your second appearance on the Clap Bomb podcast. Uh, you know, you're always welcome back here. And uh you and I are going to catch up on some more trades. But Mario, thanks again for coming on. All
2: right. All right. Thanks for having me. I see you guys later. Thank you very much. All
0: right, so thanks to Mario again for coming back on uh for a second appearance, but uh it's just you and I now. We're going to catch up on the rest of the trades we didn't get to. Um we'll start with this one here from Anaheim. The Ducks acquired defenseman Hayden Flurry, who I know he—I knew he was going to get traded. His name was all over the place. Um, they got him from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for defenseman Yanni Hakanpaa and a sixth-round pick in the 2022 NHL Draft. You know, it sucks that they gave up on the guy, young defenseman. Um, but you know, I don't think they really needed him. I don't know if you agree with that, but
1: uh, I can't remember their pipeline of, on the in Carolina. Um, I know they had Jake Bean coming up who had a fantastic year in the A. Um, I, can't, I don't know his point totals, but um, I'm pretty sure they went far in the playoffs too. So he got some good experience uh, being like the top demon down there. Um, and I do really like Jake Bean. Um, he, he should be – I think he should be at least a 30-point scorer in, a, in the NHL. Um, so we'll see. We'll have to wait and see and see how he develops. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Fleury is a guy who, you know, top – you know, seventh overall pick they gave up on him and you know he had one goal this year so you know that's it Um, especially on a team that you know had that much pieces um i think you're you're you should be able to do something like this and maybe try to you know move down because he was playing bottom um uh you know bottom pairing minutes um so it's you know they got something for him rather than just letting him walk or just you know keeping them down in the a and trying you know you know, just you know toiling with his rest of his career so maybe he maybe he gets restarted in a better role in the anaheim but playing maybe next to shed and kirk but i don't know yep
0: so yeah uh best of luck to, to Florida anaheim he's gonna need it um <laughs> uh the florida panthers well actually not the florida panthers the flames finally did the thing that we were expecting to um they traded sam bennett the Florida Panthers in exchange for, uh, and a sixth round pick in 2022 in exchange for Emil he- Heineman I think that's right and a 2022 right. second round draft pick um so basically you know basically tear all yeah um basically uh just you know Sam Bennett there was a rumor earlier in the year that he requested a trade, and then he was like, No, that never happened. And, and
1: then there's a rumor that he was going to get traded for the past like three years. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Just never really worked out. I listened to uh, Brad Tree Living's uh, press conference about the deal, and he was like, You know, I have the most, res- utmost up- up- respect for Sam, and I-, I, you know, he's a great person. Never say he's a great player. At least I, I don't think he did. Maybe I-, I missed that, but I never heard him say, Oh, he's a great player. Um, Just it didn't work out with Calgary. Florida, you know, getting, you know, stacking up. I don't even know if – I don't think last episode I even mentioned that Gusev got picked up by Florida. I don't even think I mentioned that. Um, if I didn't, I'm just going to say right now. Nikita Gusev, uh, who got, un, uh, you know, his contract terminated with the Devils, he was picked up by Florida and signed to a one-year deal, uh, Well, but, well but which is the rest of this year, which is a one-year deal. Um, like, I think it's $1 million. So um I don't uh,
2: know.
0: Florida's trying to make a run at it.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they go far. They you know as Hawks fans we've seen a lot of them and we've seen them destroy the Hawks plenty of times um as they typically don't uh try to compete against them. And it's very frustrating to watch it, you know, excluding your favorite player Verghey. God love the guy. Um <sighs> fuck that guy. Fuck. It's okay, he's hurt right now. Fuck that guy. Um, but uh it's uh, he's a I've, <sighs> Sam Bennett is such a disappointing player. Yeah. Like you've seen him in in the uh juniors um and i i don't know he's he's, he's almost you know his this disappointment is almost comparable to like to me at least to like jonathan juan who i thought was going to be a top line top notch player yeah. you know he, he got traded to montreal he's gonna get top line minutes but you know maybe that's what that's what uh sam bennett needs he needs to get traded and kind of the reverse effect will happen to him over Joanne. I know D'Juan's still getting, you know, 50 to uh, 40 to 50 uh points, but um maybe he needs a change a, a change of senior. Year. I doubt that's going to change much for his career. Right. I think he's going to be a perennial killing um energy guy bottom six. But yeah, Florida is uh, sneaky good, sneaky. Yeah. And you, you know, you always see in the comments of like on Instagram being like oh you you know you know eyes emoji look at florida rising it's like i get it yeah yeah but yeah they are sneaky Yeah, especially if everyone's day. healthy because i know they had a couple of games with barkov hurt and now for hurt so hopefully yeah. they get uh healthy by the playoffs
0: i mean when they when they get someone back from injury someone else goes on like you know declare comes back and then for goes out so i mean and obviously ekblad's out for the year so they're really trying to just like get as much offensive power as they can, um, because that that is a huge loss for them. So, um, But I still expect them to do a pretty decent job this year. I I just hope they get out of the first round and really uh, do some damage. Um, The last trade, I believe, that I hadn't mentioned prior to this episode, Montreal Canadiens acquired defenseman Eric Gustafson from the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for a 2022 seventh round pick. I think, what was he acquired by the, the Flames for? Wasn't it like just a third?
1: I think it was a third. Yeah, I think so, we were disappointed that we he, we were only uh, that we traded yeah, for only a third. We yeah. were expecting like a first, you know, coming off sixty points. Yeah, or, or whatever it was. uh Yeah,
0: what the fuck happened, Eric? <laughs> what the fuck happened, man? Need <laughs> that need that EDP four four five meme of him at the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, what the <laughs>
1: fuck happened? What <laughs> the fuck
0: happened? Like I, yeah, dude. Um, wow, that guy is just really falling off, man.
1: It's yeah. it's it's really sad. I mean, kind of, I feel bad for him. I, like, I loved watching him. You know, he had, would get sent, You basically getting played with by the Hawks for plenty, a plentiful of years. You know, he's producing out, you know, outstanding numbers in the A, you know, then coming up, you know, playing half the year, getting, you know, 15, 16 points in 50, you know, 30 to 40 games. Then he finally hits his, you know, 18, 19, where he gets 60 points, uh, 17 goals, which is some a number that, no hawks demon has reached since uh, I think Bufflin uh, in early 2010s, um, which is outstanding. 17 goals for a defenseman. Wow. Yeah. Um and then he, you know, dies because <laughs> he can't right. play defense. Yeah. And then I remember, you know, some a reporter in Chicago asked him, Will you move the forward? And he's like, oh, I can't play forward. It's like, well, you can't play defense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I don't know what you're gonna do. You can't just float in the middle of the ice and be like, I'm here yeah um so it's it it's shocking that he hasn't really done anything yeah, i'm not sure
0: what montreal wants out of him um
1: you had what you wanted in that day that you're wanting from gustafson so. yeah
0: yeah i don't know uh it's just weird um, but best of luck to him, I guess, cause he's a Blackhawk, uh, you know, of course. So legend, um, just a real weird one, uh, Mario, when he was on earlier, he mentioned that the, uh, the avalanche have had some games postponed due to COVID stuff and, uh, you know, following suit with that, we got to talk about Vancouver, that's, that's it for the trades. So we're just going to get into some pretty minor news. Um, man, Vancouver, uh, it feels like they're, they got, you know, their season you know postponed like months ago now it feels like it's been forever at least for me and um so they were make, looking to make a return i think it was today i think they were supposed to return today and uh jt they had like a little zoom pro- uh uh oh my god Good conference call press conference thank you yes and um jt miller was on there and basically just saying look we're not ready like like he was just speaking on behalf of everybody he's just like look we yeah, we're just not mentally there physically. Like we're just, we're just not ready. And like Vancouver's going to have to play. I think it's like 19 games in 32 days, something like that. Or a couple, you know, three to four back-to-backs, however many there are, like, it's, it's going to be really tough. And once they got suspended, once I knew it was like going to be like for as long as it was, I was just like, they should just throw in the towel. Like they're not making the blouse. Like, is there a way that they can like just be like, yeah, we're done. Like I know money's a factor. I get it. I get that. There's a lot of factors, but to me, it just made more sense that they are done, and I know you, UI, you probably have, um, you probably have been paying attention to this more than I have. Um, what what's going on? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I'm pretty sure there was news today saying uh, Demko was going to be out. Oh yeah, definitely. I saw that. Yep. Um, yep. And that's a huge blow, especially because he was uh, in the running for Vesna. For sure. He's been outstanding. Uh, glad they uh, went with the right choice instead of you know getting rid of him and keeping Markstrom. Although, you know, Markstrom is still pretty good, but Demko's several years younger. He is, he is Vancouver's future and that. Um, but it's kind of concerning, especially for people or for uh, Vancouver fans who don't like Jim Benning, because I don't think he was on the hot seat necessarily, but this is, if they don't play another game or this is an excuse for him, um, say, I look, the team got COVID, you know? their standalone was hurt. Like I'm, you know, what can I do about it? And you know, it's going to be, he's going to be around for longer. So it's yeah. unfortunate for people who don't like him, but um, it's going to be an excuse that they're going to use um, saying we need another year to see what we have. Um, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. You never, you never want those things, but. All right.
0: Yeah. These guys have families. I mean, Bo Horvat was like, it's not something you want to get. It's not just the flu. I mean, Bo Horvath's got a new, you know, a new baby at home. Like you just like, it's, it's scary. And I, I wouldn't, and obviously mental health is really important. Um, in a sports, especially like hockey, where it, for so long, it was just like, you can't talk about that. Like, just leave it out of the, out of the, the game. And now obviously there are people bringing it more to light in, uh, you know, hockey, but when the team, when players cause hockey players rarely ever come out and speak about this kind of stuff, um, especially when the season's going on and to have JT Miller come out and on behalf of everybody and go, look, we're not ready. Like you can't make us do this. Um, and they shouldn't have to, um, if they're not, re- you know, regardless of the money or whatever, they shouldn't have to. And uh, I-, I got a lot of respect for JT Miller coming out and doing that. And um, I think Bo Horvet also spoken it today or yesterday, some more too, um, you know, just good on them. I, I hope, I hope they come back. If they are going to come back, I hope it's when they're ready. And if they don't come back, I'm fine with that too. Um, do whatever is best for sure.
1: Yeah, it's 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 uh curious. Was, if they don't come back, um, do you go off win percentage at that point?
0: Yep, I believe so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then someone's gonna be mad. Right. So, right. Someone's gonna be mad. You know, it's, it's like the Hawks last year. Um, they had less points than someone else, or I think Florida, but they got it over Florida or whatever the deal was. Um, or maybe I'm mixing that up with the Bears um which is another you know thing with miami and the bears um but anyways it's unfortunate um you do want the the players to be all right these are you know they are the money makers for the franchise and you know a part of the nhl um as they do get revenue from it um so hopefully they do you know hurry up and you know get uh better fast but they do want them to take their time because COVID is, you know, there's been more reports recently have been COVID being like, there's a lot more people who are not heard, but they have outland uh, outstanding effects from COVID for a plentiful of months afterwards. And it's like, you're just constantly tired. And if that's what they're getting right now, then you, they will not, there's people who like, I try to read and I, they cannot focus and they get tired and it's, it's truly something they have to, work with the players they have to talk to the players which i'm assuming after uh jt miller's comments that's what they're trying to do they're trying to communicate um so hopefully it's um nothing too long but they should take their time and not rush it
0: 100 percent. so best of luck to vancouver um like weighing out of that somehow uh we'll, we'll talk about some milestone news real quickly a couple of milestones this week nicholas backstrom milan lucic and uh jordan stall all played in their 1000 game this week. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, and another milestone, everything comes back to the lease eventually, Jack Campbell. I don't even think I talked about it. I should have talked about it earlier. But he uh, he broke a record, 11-0-0 to start the season, and then he lost his next two, I think it was. But he um, broke a record. That's the best record for any goaltender in NHL history to start up a season. I don't care how the divisions are lined up or whatever, like that's fucking impressive. Uh he beat Carrie Price to do it. Another current active goaltender. Uh congratulations to him. That's that's really that's really impressive. A guy that started in Dallas. Woohoo. Uh, but no he uh and then he went to LA as a backup and um yeah just awesome. I hear only good things about this guy. Like he's the best guy. So it's awesome for him.
1: Yeah it's especially awesome after he, you know I think he was a, a high pick in the first round right
0: Something like that. Yep. And I think,
1: you know, at least from my point, uh, perspective, um, when I ever heard his name back in the day, I was like, Oh, this guy's a freaking boss. He sucks. And then, you know, I spent several weeks. I think that just speaks on how weird goaltenders are, you know, they'll come out of nowhere and, um, and Hawks fans have a good realization of that with <laughs> coming out of literal nowhere. Right. Um, this guy was a high draft pick, lots of, um, expectations kind of failed in, the, um, in Dallas, was in the A, and then he went over to uh, the Kings, had a good year, um, and then uh, kind of exploded with the Maple Leafs, and good for him, you know? Yep. Um, it's maybe he can – hopefully he keeps his momentum up and makes this, you know, a long career from now. Because I think he's, what, mid-20s now? Like, yeah. I, you would know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just from the, the memories I have of him – of uh, him being in Dallas, I just—it's just I'm kind of guesstimating. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Oh, that's old. Kozanov. Uh, hopefully, you know, lasts for a couple more years. You know, makes maybe helps Maple Leafs in the journey to uh get the cup before they have to uh, kind of tear it down for a little bit. Um. Uh. But yeah, so good for him. Um. Uh, it's also I when I heard that news, I was like, really? No other goaltender has had that much of a hot streak to uh, start the year. Um, I was actually surprised that it only, it, the record was like 10, like 10 straight. And uh, I don't know, I was surprised. Yep.
0: It's uh, it's an unbelievable stat. So uh, congratulations to him. Uh, i got some extension news this week. Uh, I think I have three here to report. Um, the Dallas Stars have assigned defenseman Joel Hanley to a two-year extension worth $750,000 a year. You know, no risk there. Uh, the Washington Capitals uh, signed Connor Sherry to a two-year extension worth uh, $1.5 per year. He's been pretty good there. Um, seems to be working, and, and obviously he's a former Penguin, former Sabre. Um, yeah, seems, seems to be finding a fit there. And uh, the one that came out of nowhere, um, Adam Lowry, signed a five-year extension with the Winnipeg Jets, uh, $3.25 a year. Um that one came out of nowhere. I saw someone say, like, this is something that the Jets would do during the offseason. Kind of weird for them to do it during the year. Do you have any any thoughts on that one?
1: Uh, it's a good bottom mid 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 uh top nine, top nine guy. Um, can score a couple goals. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a was a lacrosse star. So a couple years ago, I think there was a speculation. I mean, like, you know, what if he went to a lacrosse? But uh good for him. He's finally cashing in um for his career here. Um I think he's, he should be good. Uh, I, I wonder if it's going to turn into like a, uh, Jim Benning type of signing, you know, signing these, uh, top nine guys to these kind of a long-term mid-tier uh, cap hit since kind of going to, uh, con- uh, make the teams kind of stuck, but I don't, I don't see that with the the jets, but I think they have a, they have a Connor is signed to a good deal. Right. It's like, 6 million or something. I or think something
0: it's like 7.1 that. something.
1: Yeah. That's a pretty good deal for him. So, um, is it's not, you know, 10 or, or anything like that. So, right. Hopefully they don't over flood the top nine with that.
0: Um, I also want to say this. We just mentioned Connor Sherry. He just, he got a goal today, uh, as a recording. So, uh, 12 of the year for him and Manta with another goal for the Capitals. Unbelievable. Um, guys popping off, uh, we'll see how good Rana does I'm sure it will be you know just as good. Um yeah, so also I, there are two more milestones that I uh, forgot to mention. Um one is Mark Andre Fleury. He uh, has taken sole possession of fourth place in all-time wins, 485 uh, for a goaltender. So that's um man, I, I I never like I knew Fleury was good, but sometimes I would just see his name like come up like oh, he, now he has now he's this high in all-time wins by Golden. i'm like holy crap like i know he's been around a while but damn like he he's he's legit he's a legit guy so uh i don't know where he ends in his career but um in terms of that list but that's pretty sick i don't know if you have any thoughts about that
1: um uh i never thought of him as well he's you know he's part of the penguins he was you know part of the penguins organization for plentiful of years and uh I don't know. I just never thought of him like that, and so he, you know, him rising just never came to my mind. And right. He's what like, he's mid thirties at this point. Um, and it's it's it'll be uh curious to see if uh Leonard can step in and um you know he signed to a five five by five I believe, uh, last uh, last off season. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do like, if they do, uh, do a dual, uh, goaltender threat in the playoffs again because that's what they did last year and kind of worked, but also like. I don't know if that's the type of mentality you want to go with. Be like, we want to go with the odd hand, but it's like, it's the playoffs. You have to have the momentum. Um, so, and then you're coming in cold, and I don't know, but that, that's what they're meant, you know, that's their job and their goal. Um, they have to keep a strong mentality, especially in the playoffs.
0: Right. Um, so, congrats to Mark Andre for on that. The other milestone actually happened again today as we're recording. Alexander Ovechkin had two goals uh, in today's game. So he hasn't hit the milestone yet, but he's basically there. He is now one goal of tying Marcel Dion for all-time goals in the NHL uh, with 731. He's got 730 right now. Um, Man, and I think I said in the beginning of the season, I'm like, okay, looking at this list, if Ovechkin stays healthy, like where could he end up by the end of the season? I think I'd said like he's got to at least pass Dion and he's going to. So um that's unreal. Um uh, I still don't think I'm not convinced that he's gonna finish first when it's all said and done. But um I really hope he does. I want him to beat Gretzky's record so bad.
1: Honestly, but... the, the the breakdown of how many goals he needs to score per year for the next couple of years, it's not crazy, especially it's when not saying that he's he's at like a 0.5 goals per game at this point and 41 games, he has 24 goals. Like, and then last year he had 48. So he's not, so Yeah, back. he's not It's definitely manageable because I think the average he needs is like 30 goals for the next couple of years and he he'll, he'll get there. So, yep. and once he get there, he's such a motivated person that I don't think he's like within 30 goals, he's not going to stop. He's like, that's right. He might even pop off for like, of at the age 38, 39, he might pop off for like 58 goals. Just, you know, right. Well, it's a, a little milestone. I just I know that he's
0: he's gonna do whatever it takes. Like he's gonna be like Jagger. He's like, I'm gonna play as long as fucking possible and you're gonna like it. Like he's just gonna he's just gonna he's he's gonna beat this. He's gonna or he's gonna try damn hard as to. So I really hope he does. Another milestone that I also almost just completely glossed over. Um, which some people are mad about it. I'm I could care less. I think it's pretty cool, honestly. Um, this Monday, Patrick Marlowe is going to pass Gordy Howe for all time games played by anybody. Um, Patrick Marlowe will have played the most games in the NHL by anybody and for a guy that's not going to win a cup unfortunately I think this is probably the best thing he could hope for I guess if you're not going to win a cup obviously the best thing you can hope for is the cup there's really no second place but um it's still a really cool thing to be able to say that you're atop the, the league in history and um some people are like mad about it, like the disrespect to Gordie Howe like he should just retire now and like, don't pass the great Gordy Howe. I'm like, dude, like, anyone could have done. What if, what if Gretzky passed Howe? Then what would you be saying? Like, I don't know. I just, it's so, I think it's really cool, but I don't know what you think about it.
1: I don't really mind. It, it's it's really cool to see that a milestone, I don't think it's going to be appreciated until a couple of years from now. Right. Um, like, truly, even by fans who, like, don't really care. Um, as I, I, I mean... I personally don't necessarily care. Like, it's pretty cool to see. Um, and I, I don't, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's, it's there's no disrespect between anyone. I don't think Gordy. Howe record, like the old saying goes records are made to be broken and it doesn't matter if I don't, I probably would take a little more disrespect if it was like Ryan Reeves, but <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah but marlo's, marlo's deserving of it for sure. marlo's deserving of it as he has been he's not a, like a franchise changing guy that's why it's probably gonna be one of the most bizarre names in any uh, any record book in any sport it's gonna he's gonna be one of those of the of the good records not like of the bad records of the good records it's gonna be probably one of the most bizarre names just because he has been a top top you know franchise guy he has he, he has had plenty a plentiful of seasons of like 70 80 points I think I don't know his top point pre uh point for a season is but um good for him I think he's at he's at like a thousand one hundred plus points um I wouldn't considering him like if if he you know retires I I don't think he's a first uh first ballot Hall of Fame guy but yeah um he'll get in the hall of fame of eventually for sure
0: a hundred percent with a stat like that for sure
1: um that takes a lot of guts (laughs) to play that many yeah um and it takes the the right training the right health like yeah it's it it takes a lot to keep your condition up especially like motivational wise like it's hard for me to do homework i can't (laughs) i I have to write an essay that's due on monday and i don't want to do it and he's he's working hard keeping his conditioning up uh, not getting hurt that's probably one of the biggest things in his career of not getting hurt that severely for too long um that keeps him out hey
0: but so you're committed you're doing this podcast instead of working on that essay so you know so you're oh, committed
1: yeah. you're right. i i only have a plan for my essay yet i was like sitting here <laughs> before the podcast i was like what do i want to write about i don't
0: know well good luck with I that have no idea <laughs> um we're gonna be wrapping up actually pretty soon here we're gonna wrap it up with some Minor news, we'll talk about some quick injuries. Uh, Steven Samkos has placed on LTIR. He's going to miss like 10 games at the very least. So, um, you know, that's not a big deal for the Lightning, I don't think. Um, let's see, Kyle Akposer, Ak- Akposo. Akposo. A- Akposo. Kyle Akposo of the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, he was going to remain miss the remainder of the season due to a broken bone in his cheek um it's he big got news big news he got hit by his own teammate right is that that's what it was he got hit by his own no teammate. clue
1: i don't pay attention to buffalo it was either his own teammate
0: is that his own teammate or just i think he got hit by a puck i mean at the very least so that's unfortunate for him the blue jackets are gonna lose gustav Nyquist for the remainder of the season um man just blue jackets man why well, they had a pretty cool goal this weekend against the blackhawks but other than that, oh, they it's still it. lost it's okay they still lost but yeah this has not been a great week for the for the blue Jackets. not a great couple weeks not a great season for the Blue Jackets, let's be real. And the Sabres not are also – the Sabres are yet again losing uh, Linus Allmark with a lower body injury. Wait, week to week for him. Good Lord, man. Goaltenders are made of glass this year. it seems like. I don't know, man. It's been tough. I mean, they're playing a lot of games. But, like, man, that's – not like Buffalo is going to go anywhere. But when he's in the lineup, there's a noticeable difference with that team. So it's unfortunate. Um, speaking of Buffalo, the last little bit of news we'll cover here. Um, I did not intentionally say this for last, but it's um, just the most recent thing that's happened. Um the Sabres and Penguins are playing a game actually right now as we're recording, and it is the first ever joint LGBTQ uh plus pride game today. Um I believe that's just I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I know they like they tape the sticks in rainbow tape and warm-up. Um, I don't think they do that during the game. I believe that's just like, because I think only one team would usually do that during warmups, ups and I think both teams did. And they have like a little, they have a warm-up puck that they posted on Instagram about it. Um, and they wore these jerseys. Uh, I don't know if you saw them. The Sabres are wearing these, uh, Sabres and the Penguins are wearing these jerseys with rainbow numbers on them. And um, they're actually really cool looking, honestly. Um, actually, they, they actually are pretty cool. So, I don't know, it's a cool little thing the NHL is doing and uh because uh, you know as we know hockey is for everybody and uh it's nice to see that uh they're trying to bring some awareness to it and uh show that they're uh, in support of it so you gotta you gotta love that um
1: i don't
0: know if have any thoughts about that before we wrap up here but
1: i'm just kind of surprised it's the first game like yeah I knew yeah about it. i just it's like that's the first game of a joint team both yeah, teams have done that
0: a little too late yeah But,
1: but yeah it's, it's cool it's fine
0: better late than never. So uh yeah that was an action-packed episode man well uh, a big first episode for you but um yeah we talked about a lot of stuff so uh this has been episode 10 of the clap bomb podcast again welcome to the show eli it's gonna be a fun ride and
2: uh yeah that's all we got so we'll see you next week for episode 11 and uh, yeah peace